Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Browns haven't had their bye yet. Why in the heck not wait for the bye? This feels like an emotional reaction to some news stories about the infighting or whatever. And to me, there's no way you can be playing Kansas City next week in six days and think you're going to be better ready for Kansas City because of this firing. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. You heard it. I'm RJ live coast to coast. Six o'clock Eastern, three o'clock here in Vegas. We've got an action-packed hour for you this Monday. Yeah, we're going to talk about the aftermath of the Browns. Also, what a Vegas ending in the Rams game. World Series. We're going to look ahead. 2019 odds. Bottom of the hour. Haystack Hank making a reappearance. If you don't know what that means. Stick around in studio with me, the pros who know NFL expert Steve Fezzik, all the college knowledge, Brad Powers, sports bettors listen for the money, sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. Here's my personal promise we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. But you can't have the pros without the Joes. He's my favorite. Jonas Knox, voice of the fans. Always good to be here on a football Monday, RJ. And we do it live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So we start in the NFL where the Cleveland Browns made some news today with the firing of head coach Hugh Jackson and also offensive coordinator Todd Haley. Jackson's record with the Browns was 336-1. RJ, what is the Vegas perspective on the changes in Cleveland? 
Is that good? Three thirty-six and one. Uh, it's I, it's bordering on atrocious. I would say. <laughs> Which side of the board? Yes. Yeah. It, it, that's a close call. <laughs> I tell you this: they often say the spread, the Vegas spread, is the great equalizer. Well, not Hugh Jackson. Fourteen and twenty-six. Fourteen and twenty-six against the spread. ATS margin, meaning in all those games, two years plus what seven? Games or eight games they've played now. Two years plus eight. So two and a half years, the Browns. No playoff games, obviously. The Vegas spread was wrong about the Browns by 155 points. So ATS margin minus 155. So by any measure, Jackson fell short. That's the easy answer. In fact, uh, Warren Sharp had an interesting stat. If you look at teams... In the history of, well, let's go back to 1975. So NFL 1975, that's the year the Steelers drafted, by the way, Lynn Swan and Jack Lambert in the same draft. I think Stallworth was in that draft too, like three Hall of Famers in the same draft. Think about that. In 75 onward, you look at all the teams that were plus 11 turnovers or better at the halfway mark, eight games in. So the Browns exactly plus 11. No team has had a losing record. None. Right? Browns are 2-5-1. and one. <laughs> So we've got 40-plus years of history saying if you get that many turnovers, you can't lose because turnovers matter so much. And the Browns are 2-5-1. and one. And think about the narrative here. The Browns, the worst team, turnover differential last year, minus 29. We kept saying if only they could have a zero turnover differential, this would be a borderline playoff team. Yep. Well, maybe not. And the wise guys did bet the heck out of the Browns all of last year. Seemingly. W- waiting for that to turn around. Every week they would go ahead and go to the windows. Could it mean that Mayfield's not as good as Kaiser? <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not say that. That's crazy. That is crazy. Let's look ahead. That's what we do in Vegas. RJ Bell here, straight out of Vegas. Fez, two ways to look at this coaching change for the Browns. One is X's and O's. What's it going to mean to the schemes, etc. Number two, team mindset. Let's start with X's and O's. Is this an upgrade, downgrade? How are you handicapping the next game for the Browns. It's a downgrade from an X's and O's perspective. Let's face it. Vegas didn't like Hugh Jackson. I didn't like him as well. But the mere fact that Greg Williams replaces him, I don't like Greg Williams as well. And at a, and at you got, a, got a lot of hate in your heart. I do. Well, I bet <laughs> on the Browns, and, and they've cost peace me money. <laughs> no, no hey. peace and love. <laughs> no. I, I respect the honesty, actually. Ringo Starr says peace and love. Fez says no. <laughs> you hippie, you hippie dippy beetle. I love violent Fezzik. I love violent Steve Fezzik uh-huh. on a Monday. I'm into it. I mean, he, some say he can bench 200 pounds. <laughs> I don't think you know about this, Jonas. On the podcast, we have a bet. Can Fezzik bench 200 pounds, right? <laughs> now, I vetoed the bet because of... I thought there was at least a 50% chance of injury. So they've actually converted it. To, can he do 155 seven times? <laughs> okay. Which, which gives him a little better chance. Yes. Let's like, what do you, who do you make the favorite? The uh, Barbell or Fezzik? Uh, I, hearing his tone just now, I'm going with Fezzik. I'm not messing with uh, that guy. Brad bet against them. We'll give you guys an update on that next week. All right, Fez. So all joking aside with all your hate, you think downgrade coaching wise? Because of the, yes, a one point downgrade because of the offensive 
coordinator now. So we lose Haley. Obviously, Jackson is better on the offensive side than the defensive side. Now we've got a guy, Freddie Kitchens, the running back coach, is the new offensive coordinator. I'm going to be honest. That sounds like a fake name. I think it belongs like, to that. Get Freddie Kitchens in here to take over the operation. Maybe. Sounds like someone from Alabama. I think he was starting a quarterback for Alabama back in the mid-90s. Maybe he could trade for Eli Apple and Snacks. That would be a better fit, right? I right, just keep to what you know. <laughs> All right? so I, know I know nothing about Freddie Kitchens, so I feel like because I know nothing, it's a downgrade. Now, there's, there's certainly uncertainty there. Agreed. Also, Brad, this is something you and I talk about in college all the time because college teams tend to change coaches mid-year more often, it seems. You're losing manpower. Yep. Even if a coach isn't great, all of a sudden now it's hard. Now, in the NFL, it feels like you're going to up some quality assurance guys or whatever and get you can make up some of the time. But, boy, if those guys were good, they wouldn't be quality assurance guys. So you're taking away, what, at least 100 hours of game prep for Kansas City, you know, the next game coming up for the Browns, to me that's a big downside, just manpower, even if they're not elite coaches. You agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about team mindset with the Browns. Fez, mindset-wise, you actually are optimistic. I am, and I have to be honest here. I have a basic strategy. Whenever a coach gets fired, RJ, that isn't winning, I expect there to be a short-term bump from the team attitude and for them to play better, at least in the first game, just because they have more energy. Because the theory is it's it's like a guy after a divorce. Oftentimes, though, and again, we're generalizing here, and I've been married once, never divorced, so I'm speaking from watching Mad Men and various shows and talking to guys I know, but... There's a sense of, man, I want to hold on. I don't want to be a failure, especially if there's kids involved. You know, want, want to stick around for the kids. But once you kind of realize it's over, there's often a sense of relief. right? And even if you're not married, serious relationships, I think people have had that. These team, Assuming it was right to fire Hugh Jackson, these teammates or the, the team knew it wasn't the right fit. So it's a relief. And generally, that's how you approach it. Yes, and I think this in particular, was a toxic environment with Haley possibly trying to get Hugh Jackson's job better off from a psychological perspective for them both to be gone. I saw a funny uh, tweet. I don't remember who said it. Actually, it was uh, Jason List from The Big Lead who works with uh, Jason McIntyre here, Fox Sports Radio guy, is he said, well, they asked Hugh Jackson what they should do. He said, fire Haley. They asked Haley, he said, fire Jackson. The owner said, I agree with both of you. <laughs> That's pretty clever. All right. I disagree with you, though, Fazic, two-time Super Contest champion. What did the Browns, and I'm asking you a very specific question. If you answer any other question, I'm turning off your mic. What did the Browns decision makers, the owner, the GM, learn about Hugh Jackson this week that they didn't know last week? Nothing. So... And let's extend that question a little more. What have they learned about him this year that they didn't know about him entering this season? I mean, when he was one in, in uh, what was he, one in 35, was it? One in 31. One in 30. Oh, yeah, 16 times two. One in 31. They, they didn't figure this out, but they got it now that he's won more games in these eight than he did in the prior two years. They should have known about it last year. Okay, so that's the question. Now... As Colin said today, 
they have a bye coming up. The Browns haven't had their bye yet. Why in the heck not wait for the bye? This feels like an emotional reaction to some news stories about the infighting or whatever. And to me, there's no way you can be playing Kansas City next week in six days and think you're going to be better ready for Kansas City because of this firing. At minimum, you would have waited till the bye week. When have we ever seen a team fire a coach in the NFL, let's say before week 10, that wasn't the bye week? Or a Thursday game. Oh, you're saying even with 10 days. Yeah. I mean, this, this like with six games or days to go for the next game. I mean, do, does anyone remember this happening in the last five years even? No. I mean, maybe it has. But so to me, this is like desperation time. And maybe come three, four, five weeks post by and beyond, the team's going to say, yeah, that was for the best. But this week, this week, it is not for the best. And the team knows it. And the team, if they're smart, is looking around saying, why didn't we do this before the year or wait for the bye? This is the worst time. To me, it's a downgrade of Cleveland, both X's and O's and team mentality, at least until post-bye. RJ, we go next to the Rams beating the Packers 29-27 on Sunday. Now, that's a story in itself. The story that we care about on this show here on Straight Out of Vegas is the decision by Todd Gurley to take a knee and not run into a wide-open end zone and run up the score for the betters who had the L.A. Rams minus 8.5 or 9. He took a knee at the four-yard line, and the Rams ran the ball out, and they stuck with a two-point win. After the game, Todd Gurley said the following, quote, forget fantasy and forget Vegas. We got the win. That's all that matters. RJ, you being the voice of Vegas, what did you make of Todd Gurley's decision and his comments afterwards? I love it because what I all, first of all, smart move. And a lot of batters are on Twitter always crowing about, oh, that's not optimal strategy. Because I took three mathematics classes at my Midland school on the East Coast. My mommy and daddy paid 30K a year for. Okay, fine. Okay. But, and sometimes those guys are right. Those are my friends, RJ. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that's me. Well, North, Northwestern isn't Midland. I'll give you that much, fast. But the fact is, it was the smart move. The Rams could not lose the game the way he did it. The Rams could have lost the game if he went in for the touchdown. And in this super me, me, me NFL that we've got, wow. Give credit to a guy who said, I'll take one less touchdown. And it also reinforces when you get your jumbo contract, maybe the stats don't mean as much. Keep your players happy. I give Gurley a ton of credit. Let's give McVay a ton of credit also. He actually has a name for this play. He calls it the Rolex, where the time is more important than the score on the scoreboard. You know, that's funny (laughs) because here's what we're going to do. Let's take a break. I am going to go over the top with Fezzik here and tell him where McVay's getting a ton of love, including from Colin. You guys are all wrong about that. And I'm going to tell you why half the betters reacting to Gurley's play are wrong too. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This program brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Last year, over 3 million drivers switched to Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com today and find out if you could save. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, a full recap of all the action from Sunday in the NFL. Each day we enjoy, we love bringing Vegas straight to you right now on the Strip. 86 degrees, you heard it. October 29th, 86 degrees, and the neon is sizzling. Fez, we're going to get to the NFL. Every game on Sunday, what the wise guys took away from it. But let's finish up this discussion about uh, the boy genius. Straight out of Vegas alum, Steve Cofield used to call McVay the boy genius. Where do you rate McVay as a coach? 1 to 32. He's in the top five. Okay. I, I think that's hard to debate. Where is he? Is he second? Is he third? Is he fourth? Fourth or fifth. All right, so you don't have him at the very top. So who's above him? Well, we got the Belichick number one. Okay. You know, and then I tell you what, Andy Reid, you got to make a case for him being right there at number two. Go ahead. Um, New Orleans Saints coach. Oh, Peyton, all those seven and nines didn't make you blank, though, huh? Uh, he got better recently, maybe. I've always liked him. Nah. All right, here's the question, though. What, what would you say amongst the uh, math miners, we'll call it, on Twitter, the response to the Green Bay kick returner bringing the ball out? Because, oh, there was two minutes and five seconds, and, oh, didn't give Aaron Rodgers that extra play. Oh, the risk of a fumble. What was the general takeaway, the wisdom of that? Well, the wisdom is that take the knee because you get to go to the 25. The okay. nine seconds doesn't really matter. It's taking the knee for the well, field. I mean, nine seconds is, what, one twentieth of the time left, right? So I think it matters. But then you you lose, obviously, the play. Then not only do you get an extra play, but there's a timeout after that play, which allows Aaron Rodgers to throw – you know, the whole field's open at that point on that play, right? Yes. Okay. But let me ask you this. What would Belichick have done if he was kicking off like the supposed boy genius didn't do? Oh, he'd do the mortar kick down to the two-yard line. You know, I'm not sure McVay didn't do that. That kick only went one and a half yards deep into the end zone. Might so, have been a mistake by the kicker. Okay, that's interesting. But it seems to me that if you are teaching your – I mean, isn't that the whole thing of coaching? It's not just what your intentions are, but the execution – and if it doesn't execute well, you blame the coach. Most of the time when the coach gets fired, it's not bad strategy. It's bad execution. That's true. Right? So the thing is, as much as we're saying, oh, it was horrible. And Colin said this. It was so horrible that McVay allowed him to bring it out of the end zone. Well, what did McVay say after the game? Is his kick returner was told to kneel. But somehow we're blaming McVay for that. Right? McCarthy. McCarthy. Oh, I'm sorry. McCarthy, yes. And with on the flip side, McVay... If he either did or didn't tell them to kick it down to the five is what you're supposed to do and force a return. Yes, that's a good point. Although Greg ah. Delake, Zerline certainly could kick it out of the end zone if he had wanted to. So maybe it was just poor execution by the kicker. And what was it for Green Bay? Poor communication. They oh, said. so you're thinking that they that the kick return didn't understand <laughs> when McCarthy said don't bring it out. It's possible he panicked because he was close to the goal line. Okay, Tony so Gardino. either way, at best, McVeigh told him what to do, the kicker, and McCarthy told his guy what to do at best. But we don't even know if McVeigh told him. We don't know. But somehow McCarthy's getting all the heat, and McVeigh's the boy genius. Yes, maybe a dumping on McCarthy because of the end result. R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. Last thing about this game. 
guys, this is the biggest danger you can have as a batter. All right. I had, Fez and I had in our super contest, by the way, gold entry, 5000 bucks, $700,000 winner take all. Entered the week, one and a half games out of first. Well, four and one. I wasn't happy with the loss. I looked at it, Fez. If uh, the Patriots cover tonight, we'll be a half a game out of first place. A half a game out of first for 700K. That means we would have been a half a game into first. No, 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 no. The other, uh, oh. the, the, the team that has the dog tonight will be up a game in a half on us if they win this game. Okay. So we're like in the top. There's only three or four people in our mix right now. All right, so let's get serious. We're gonna, we, we've been playing around so far. Now it's time to get serious. I've noticed a whole new attitude in, the, in your text to me okay. as we're going through these teams. <laughs> it's true. I'm a little more focused right now that we're half a season from 700. But I think it's so important to realize the following. What were the odds of winning your bet on the underdog on Green Bay with the play before the play that the running back went down? Meaning, at that point, you were watching the game, right, Fez? I, I was. Okay. Did you? How how did you feel about Green Bay plus nine? We had nine and a half, but they could have went for two. How did you feel about it? I felt great. Okay. So at that point, you would have laid what on Green Bay plus eight and a half? That's a great question. Give me a second. Uh, probably minus, minus uh, 800. 800. Okay. So you thought there was almost a 90% chance we were going to cover? Yes. Okay. When... Gurley was broken free inside the 10 before he tucked in. What would you have bet at that point? I would have bet at minus eight and a half or minus seven and a half. The Rams to be favored, like minus 400. There was a chance that they're going to tackle him. Never would I have thought he would stop on the five like he did. So think about this is on either side, whoever won, whoever lost, however the game went, the losing batter could have said, I should have won that one. And that's what's dangerous. There's a ton of games, guys, a ton of games in which it's a coin flip. And that game wasn't even a coin flip. It was just at one point, Green Bay plus the uh, all the points, very end of the game, was a 90-plus percent favor. And at another point for about two seconds, <laughs> you felt like the Rams minus eight, let's say, were a big favor. Yeah, that's the way these games go. If you assume you're going to win every one of those, and that's how you calculate what your record should be, you're making a big mistake. And that mistake is why losing batters still think they're winning batters. Doesn't mean you shouldn't bet. It means just be careful about thinking what the true outcome of your results should be is based upon everything going right. Because there's many, many games late in the game, one team's 90-plus percent, and they end up not covering. Right, Fess? Absolutely. And that's why if you can get the best number like you could in this game, you could have bet plus 9.5 all the better. Earlier in the week. Well, I I think we could end every conversation with it's always best to get the best number. Probably doesn't add much here. But it's also, I think the Rams would have went for two there. No, no, they kicked to go up nine. Clinches the game. Well, oh, you're saying instead of eight. Okay, that's true because it would have been, you're right, they would have went for one. Yeah, nine and a half is better. But, hey, that's easy, right? Eat your vegetables, always try to get the best number. (laughs) <laughs> Guys, it is time for our NFL Rapid Recap here on Straight Out of Vegas. It's a Monday tradition here every single week here on SOV on Fox Sports Radio. We start in London where the Eagles took care of the Jacksonville Jaguars 
Yeah, we're going super rapid fire here. Jags were 3-0 and against the spread in London in their last three games and covering by 50-plus points combined. The fact they lose this one against the spread where they typically, the Jags, have an advantage, very bad sign. The Bears, 24-10 winners over the Jets. Jets wide receivers were so thin. There was a ton of money on Chicago. It was justified. Darnold is struggling on the road, and I think the ability to run the ball is the key. Jets struggle to run on the road. Look at their wide receivers next week. If they don't get healthy, you got to be really pessimistic about the Jets. Ryan Fitzmagic tied the game late for Tampa Bay, but it was the Bengals on a field goal from Randy Bullock, 37-34 the final. Yeah, we're going to debate Winston against Fitzpatrick this week upcoming, but here's something that tells you Tampa Bay played better than people think. NFL teams plus four in turnover margin. That's what Tampa Bay was. Had covered 22 straight games against the spread before the Bengals, who were minus three and a half, failed to cover against Tampa. So think about it. Tampa still covered the spread, even though they were minus four in turnovers. That's something that had not happened 22 straight games. And in the last 30 years, teams minus four only cover 4% of the time. So in a weird way, you got to look to downgrade Cincinnati, even though they won the game. Seahawks over the Lions in Detroit, 28-14. Seattle's running the ball. 42 rushes, only 17 passes for the Seahawks. Fourth straight game running for more than 155 yards for Seattle. The Chiefs took care of the Broncos 30-23 at Arrowhead. Yeah, first ATS loss of the season for Kansas City. One foot for thought with Denver. Three of their losses this season to the Rams, best team in the NFL. Kansas City twice, second best team by many. Those three games, Denver's lost by a combined 13 points. How bad can they be? Redskins beat the Giants 20-13. to This is a situation, Adrian Peterson, father time might be undefeated, but Adrian's winning this round. He is on pace to rush for 1,570 yards. In Hugh Jackson's final game as Browns head coach, they lose to the Steelers 33-18. When the Steelers are motivated, they're one of the five best teams in the NFL. When they're not, they're not. And Pittsburgh's been mighty motivated for a while. I know going to Baltimore feels like a motivated spot. I'm a Steelers fan. I haven't seen Pittsburgh motivated like five games in a row, probably ever in the Tomlin era. So I'm a little skeptical of Pittsburgh. It feels like an all-in spot. Maybe Pittsburgh's been all-in more than a few times or or a few too many times recently. Carolina stays perfect at home, 36-21 over the Ravens. Carolina at home now. Perfect this year straight up. Last 33 games, 27-6 straight up. 27-6. Carolina, one of the most underrated home field advantages in the NFL. The Colts beat the Raiders in Oakland, 42-28. Huge line move in this game we talked about on Straight Out of Vegas all of last week. The look-ahead line, early line, had Oakland favored. Indianapolis closed a three-point favor. The line was move was right when it comes to who covered the spread, but the assumption of that line move was Oakland would not play hard, that the front office said, oh, this season's pretty much over. Well, Oakland has played hard, and they did play hard, so I'm still optimistic they keep playing. They did in this game. As we discussed earlier, it was the Rams 29-27 over the Packers. Packers have gotten healthier, and that team that was not a fluke yesterday. 
I would. I think the Packers are better than they've been at any point this season. The Arizona Cardinals, an 18-15 win over the 49ers. The 49ers, without Jimmy G, now have won two of their last 31 games. That's all I need to say. Two of 31. And the Saints beat the Vikings 30-20 to on Sunday Night Football. Minnesota outgained the Saints by over 150 yards. Turnovers told the story. Minnesota's going to get downgraded by almost everybody. I'm not sure that's justified. So when we come back, we're going to do the same thing, not quite as fast, in college football. That's coming up next here on Straight Out of Vegas. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Dan Beyer. They are approaching kickoff from Buffalo between the Patriots and Bills. The NFL Network with the first report that Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon isn't going to play about a quarter tonight after being late to a team activity on Sunday. The big news in the NFL, the Browns saying goodbye to head coach Hugh Jackson, fired today after two and a half seasons. Some uh, difficult decisions were made by the organization today. I think in any business, anytime you make decisions that affect people's lives, uh, particularly those people you work very closely with, they're tough. They're certainly no fun. I personally spent a tremendous amount of time with Hugh Jackson over the last two and a half years, and so... This was not an easy decision. And that's Browns owner Jimmy Haslam, who also dismissed offensive coordinator Todd Haley. Defensive coordinator Greg Williams will serve as the team's interim head coach. Cowboys fired offensive line coach Paul Alexander today. It's the first in-season firing of a coach by Jason Garrett during his time as the Cowboys head coach. Buccaneers benching Jameis Winston for Ryan Fitzpatrick week nine against Carolina. Some news in college football. USC's Clay Helton going to take over play-calling duties from offensive coordinator T. Martin, while the Trojans also fired their offensive line coach. In the NBA, no Giannis Antetokounmpo tonight for the Bucks against the Raptors. He was placed in concussion protocol. Toronto playing without Kawhi Leonard in tonight's game. He is going to rest. Pelicans won at forward Anthony Davis tonight against the Nuggets, out because of an injured elbow. Back to you guys. Thanks, Dan. Straight out of Vegas comes to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Do not go anywhere. In about 10 to 12 minutes from now, R.J. Bell's first Monday night football best bet of the year. I am Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan, and he is the voice of Las Vegas, R.J. Bell. No locks, Jonas, but it will be the right side. That's a guarantee. It's historic. First one ever on this show. (laughs) I think history has to be more than five weeks, but okay, fair (laughs) enough. Brad Powers, all the college knowledge. Let's go over college football from a Vegas perspective. What was the biggest takeaway of the weekend? Uh, I think Clemson crushing Florida State 59-10. to This Clemson team, RJ, has really separated themselves from the rest of the pack outside of Alabama and college football. Last three games for Clemson, a total combined cover, the great equalizer, is the spread, according to Vegas. A total combined cover of 87 points for Clemson. That's 29 points per game last three weeks. So last three weeks, they've exceeded expectation by almost 90 points. Yep. Now, Clemson's been a roller coaster for you as a handicapper. Entering the year, you, Brad Powers, were higher on Clemson than most anybody. I mean, the market was high, but you were even higher. Yep. Then you got sour on him like a jilted lover. (laughs) Now it seems like you're coming back. Oh, look, he texted me late or she, who knows? Right? It could work. She just needed to grow up. You know how that goes, right? In your head? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. So tell me about the roller coaster. Well, the roller coaster. I'm talking about Clemson. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Clemson obviously started the season clear cut number two team, in my opinion, besides Alabama and college football. And then. And and let's be clear. You said the following on Straight Out of Vegas Weekend Edition. 
if both teams had the exact same robotic quarterback, that Clemson was the better team. I still think that. Whoa, whoa. You still think that? Yep. So right now, if a robot quarterback took over both teams, Alabama, Clemson, neutral field, Clemson's favorite. Yep, I do. Hey, now. now that's strong. Yeah. Okay. So what, what caused you, your feelings to ebb? Well, first data point wasn't great. Texas A&M defense gave up 500 yards. That was a Clemson defense that I expected to be top two, top three in the country. Bad data point. And then the Syracuse debacle where Clemson nearly loses outright as a three touchdown plus favorite. Kelly Bryant leaves. Trevor Lawrence, the true freshman, probably comes in a game or two before expectations. So I'm soured on Clemson at that point. All right, so and, I'm, I'm confused. You're just going through the game. So they played yeah. some good games. They've played some bad games. Why don't you blend it all together and think, hey, this team's not as good as I thought? What which fundamentally oh, I think which, right, which changed? Right now, I think Clemson is a little bit better than what I expected. So how could that be? Because you didn't expect them to play as poorly as they did the games they played poorly. To me, it's all about the quarterback. Right now, Clemson has a top 10 quarterback in college football in a true freshman, Trevor Lawrence. Top 10 in passing efficiency. Just lit up the Seminoles for four touchdowns and 300-plus yards. Clemson has not only above-average quarterback play, they're getting really good quarterback play. And if you told me that before the season, I'd been betting a whole heck of a lot on Clemson to win the national title. So the odds, though, that you can get on Clemson to win the title are better today than they were to start the season. No, about the same, right? Right. In well, that- wait, wait a minute. What was Alabama's odds entering the year? They were like plus 150, right? Yeah, plus 250. Plus 250. And now they're like minus 300. Yep. But Clemson's odds haven't changed. Not much. They're still right around that four, five to one range. Uh, all right. Well, then let's assume they've stayed the same. Sounds like you're you're making a monster bet on Clemson to win the title. No, I'm not. Making. Well, you said if you knew that before the season, you would. <laughs> what I didn't also know is Tua Tunga Bailoa would have an historically great season at quarterback for Alabama. Uh, that's Brad Powers. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. Now let's go down the list. Bama's your best team, right? Absolutely. You put your power ratings out every Tuesday. Yep, Alabama at least a touchdown over Clemson. Okay, so you can get those at pregame.com or Brad's Twitter at BradPower7. All right, Alabama 1, Clemson 2. Who's 3? Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, now, is so Michigan's 3. And really right in there with Georgia. Both about pick them on a neutral field. So wait, Georgia and Michigan. Yep. And you know what I think about Harbaugh. He smells. So I think that's a little overrated for Michigan. But okay, we'll see. Georgia. Where's Notre Dame? So you're saying Georgia's better than Notre Dame? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Georgia would be favored by four or five points on a neutral. And Michigan's better than Notre Dame. Absolutely. I wonder if they played what would happen. Oh, wait. They yeah, did long play. Long time ago. Long- <laughs> like a month and a half ago. Vegas agrees I mean, with you've me. Got- Listen, you've got laundry in your basket you've been meaning <laughs> to do since that game. Yeah. All right. It's not that long ago. All right. And so Notre Dame's got all right. So you're saying Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Michigan. I mean, Notre Dame's got to be next, right? No. Oklahoma. A resurgent Oklahoma team. Oh my god. Oklahoma. They do look better without Mike Stoops. Much better on Feels defense. like our teams come around. Two best defensive performance of the seasons, the last two games without Mike Stoops. Now that's strong. All right, so Notre Dame's after Oklahoma. No. I would have Ohio State. Over Notre Dame. Yep. And then Notre Dame's got to be clearly the next team. No, nah, not clearly. <laughs> you got to figure in LSU. I get it. LSU, I mean, they are number uh, four in the AP poll. 
Whew. All right. Now, a little background. All right. Brad Bat, me and Fez, that a one-loss Notre Dame team wouldn't make the title. He gave us – or the playoffs. He gave us 4-1, to one, Fez. How are you feeling about that bat? I'm feeling real good, RJ. Last thing. We got him. He, this is a planned appearance. And when you hear the music, you know who it is. Haystack Hank is here. He went 2-0, and oh, and he wants to do a little bragging. Yeah, you just see them two games, two easy winners. Washington State, I didn't told you I didn't need them points. They outright upset win over Stanford. And then in my lock of the century, Oklahoma, I said they win by six touchdowns. Didn't need that 24 and a half. Everyone worried about even Fezzik who liked Oklahoma. He said, you know, at 24 and a half, I normally don't want to lay that. I told you, don't worry about it, Fez. Six touchdown win for Oklahoma. Boomer Sooner. And he's gone. Hey, Seed or Haystack. He goes by <laughs> different name. When I feel a little pejorative, I call him Hey Seed Hank. He'll be back this week with some more handicaps. He's he's a plain spoken fellow, but he was two and zero. Fez, you went against him. Yeah, I went with Haystack on Oklahoma. And I think the incentive for Ho- Oklahoma to win is going to continue. They want to run up the scores. Uh, you and Haystack are on the same. Hmm, I wouldn't feel too comfortable about that. When Scoreboard. We, uh, When we come back, my first Monday Night Football best bet of the season. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. It's the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm RJ Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, RJ Bell's first Monday Night Football best bet. Stick around for that coming up here momentarily. Guys, we do want to mention the World Series where the Boston Red Sox beat the Dodgers Sunday night, winning the series in five games. RJ, what was the Vegas takeaway from this year's Fall Classic? I think the Vegas takeaway was Vegas was not as impressed with the Red Sox as the talking heads seemed to be after the fact. Most the radio guys, Colin Cowherd included, are a star here at Fox. And he said, oh, this is an all-. In fact, he said this today. First all-time great team since the Yankees 20 years ago. All right, well... The Red Sox had home field advantage against the Astros, and the Astros were favored in the series. And Red Sox had home field themselves against the Dodgers, but the line was minus 140 to win the series, entering the series, which is exactly what the home field should be. And as we said on this show, the market said the Red Sox and Dodgers were even teams. Now, you might say, but RJ, it was a five-game series. Yeah, so we have five additional games. Let's upgrade the Red Sox a little bit because they won those games or more additional games if you count the Astros series. Let's upgrade them a little bit there. But Lordy B, an all-time great team is not even against the World Series opponent in the eyes of Vegas and underdogs at home against their AL opponent. So... Boston might have had an all-time great performance, but they did not have, they were not an all-time great team unless Vegas was purely wrong. And Vegas can be wrong, but again, it's hard to make a living trying to make Vegas wrong. We do quickly have a look ahead, 2019 World Series odds, Astros 7-1, to 
and the Red Sox seven to one, both favored. Dodgers eight to one, Yankees eight to one, Cubs twelve to one, Indians twelve to one, Milwaukee fourteen to one, Braves fourteen to one, everyone else twenty two to one or worse. So in order: Astros, Red Sox, Dodgers, Yankees, Cubs, Indians, Milwaukee, Atlanta favored next year for the World Series. Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Every Monday, we have our green button recap. It's time to find out the results. Yeah, every opinion a pro has at any time, any other pro around the wise guy table can do this. Press the green button. It's big, it's green, and it means an automatic bet. Only 100, we'll say only in quotes, but there's pride involved. And let me tell you, a lot of ego, a lot of pride with these guys. Every Monday, we do a recap. Hi, I'm Brad Powers. I went 0-1, down $100. Hi, I'm Steve Fezzik. I took Brad Powers $100. <laughs> I went 1-0. <laughs> he took extra joy in he saying did. that. I hand the money over. Okay. Look at Oh, Fez is making money noises. <laughs> Remember, money ain't a thing, Fez. Correct. <laughs> do you guys ever do just to be a pain in the ass, hand them like 520s instead just to be a well, pain? Well, you know what Brad does, and I don't know if he was so square he didn't know not to do this, but he tried to give me a 50 once. <laughs> Wise guys don't like 50. Yeah, all right. Uh, guys, we do have Monday Night Football coming up later tonight. It is the Patriots, a 14-point favorite at the Bills. The over-under point total for the game is 44-and-a-half, and for the first time this season, RJ, you have a best bet on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I'm going to go with the total. So we'll get to that quick and then talk about the side here. The total is on the under. Under total points, 44 and a half. There's some 44s out there. 44 and a half is out there. If you're not getting it, you probably don't have enough outs. And here's the logic. The last 22 times that a home underdog of eight or more points is played. So obviously the Bills here, 14-point home underdogs. Clearly more than eight. Last 22 times, the under has happened 20. The over has happened twice. Two to the over, 22. Oh, wait, no, two and 20 out of the 22. So two and 20, 20 towards the under, and the logic is impeccable. The logic is the Pats just want to win this game. They don't care about margin. They're going to get the control of the game. Chances are it's conservative. Now, listen, guys, there are no locks, but I really like this one. I bet this one under 44 and a half. Fast 30 seconds. Who do you like on the side? Yeah, I lean strongly to the Bills plus 14. Very similar handicap here, RJ. Yes, the Patriots can get up 13 points going into the fourth quarter. How much incentive do they really have to run up the score in the fourth quarter? Could be a very quiet fourth quarter. So what keeps you from batting it? I hate betting against Belichick. It's so difficult to win. Well, listen, Belichick has covered almost 60% of the time since 2003. So I think Belichick or pass, there's probably nothing wrong with that. My best bet under Monday Night Football. The Odd Couple comes up next here. We are straight out of Vegas every single weekday, Monday through Friday, and back again tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 